Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 and mimosas. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. Well, good evening, everyone. Oh, my goodness. This is the third episode of Rap and Mimosas. And not only is it the third episode, but it is the first episode that we have a man here, everyone. This is a big deal, okay? We have a man here today. Not only He's not just any man. He's my cousin. <laughs> go ahead and introduce first cousin you. first cousin right. our mothers our sisters so go ahead and introduce yourself to the people so my name is Zarian pacheco from miami um yeah we're first cousins our moms are sisters so you know blood cousins for sure uh, but she's like a third sister to me you know yeah we grew up like um siblings uh pretty much in the same household especially during the summers i was always sleeping over their house um even when we were in miami where we weren't in georgia so this is like a brother to me, my first cousin. And today I'm getting it all in his business. <laughs> all in his business. Here we okay. Go. So you ready? You got your mimosas? Got mimosas, I'm ready. You ready? I think so. We sipping on the champagne. We 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 live in in, in luxury. Okay, I just want to take a moment. Do y'all see this blazer? Oh, for the people who are <laughs> watching me on live, my cousin came here. My cousin dresses very nice. He comes in. He got this gold chain popping with the blazer. I was like, well, <laughs> I just came from a call, so you know, I had to. You know, it's cold outside. I had to throw some type of jacket on. This was the first one I saw. Okay, so let's pause for a second. Let's go back. Okay, for my listeners and for my followers on Instagram at this moment in time, you just got off a call. Tell the people what you do because we're going to get into that aspect too. So I have a financial firm that helps people restore and build their credit and teaches people financial literacy. Um, not only that, but also help people make money from home. Um, so definitely if you <laughs> need that credit fixed, need to get it right for a house, a car, or whatever you want to do in the future, get at me. All right. So listen... We're going to be talking about a few things today, right? So today is another money episode because I be getting to the money, okay? I'm very big on getting to the coins in various ways, okay? My cousin is into entrepreneurship. I'm into entrepreneurship as well, all right? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about fixing your finances and managing your finances today. Last week, we talked a lot about just the overview of what entrepreneurship actually is, getting into it, the headaches, the highs and lows. This week, I really want to focus a little bit more for those who may need to clean up their money on what that looks like on uh, a budget on fixing credit on all those different things and not to mention when it comes to to the credit life you know there there's a lot of misconceptions that people may have about people who are in this fixing credit industry because that's, that's a growing field right now so a lot of people out here fixing credit so a lot of people are fearful of scamming right, right? right. so I want to talk about that and then like I said I want to get in my cousin business <laughs> I want all the tea because whenever I post my cousin, I swear it never fails that I get like a good couple of five, six, seven, eight DMs, okay, about, well, who is this? My cousin. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin, right? So people think my cousin, my cousin is cute, I guess. 
Um, I guess. I, 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 I guess. You know, <laughs> growing up with somebody, you're so used to seeing them as kids. It's just like, oh, okay, all right, what y'all want me to do? Y'all want me to... Uh, Slide right. y'all his number. I'm about to start a dating service for all my cousins and my homeboys because people are always asking about them. <laughs> That's one. All right. But the first thing I want to do, okay, I want to dive into the business aspect a little bit. Um, so I know you work within credit repair. I know you work from home and you help other people work from home. How did you get here? So just a backstory, okay. My cousin and I used to live together a couple years back. And at the time, he was working for a very prestigious company. All right. If he wants to shout them out, he can. That's his business. Right. But he was working for a very prestigious, very well-known brand. Okay. He had been working there for years. And we would have conversation. And uh, he was not from my knowledge, interested at all in entrepreneurship, right? At all, from what I knew. So I was just like, all right. And even when it came to money management, we would have those conversations. Me and him were on two different pages, two different pages. So now when I talk to my cousin, my cousin seems like he up there. Like his mindset <laughs> done changed. I'm like, my cousin is growing up. We're only a year apart in age. Like yeah. that's it. We're only a year apart in age. So how did you get into entrepreneurship? Because I don't even know. Like what, right. what sparked this change in you? So, I mean, that goes back way back. You know, I always was interested in, in business and entrepreneurship. You know, our granddad up in Georgia, he used mm -hmm. to dress me up in suits when I was nine years old and, and, you know, give me a briefcase and always say, you know, you're going to be a great businessman one day. Um, but I didn't know what that meant. You know what I mean? So growing up, you know, I always hustle and things like that. Um, but when I left high school, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, getting a job at this prestigious company that she's talking about. It was luxury retail, right? So I was in the retail world, um, but on the luxury side. And so I knew nothing about fashion, nothing about luxury, nothing about working. I never had a job before, um, but I learned as I grew, you know, as I went through that process and, you know, made a lot of great connections and eventually was, was you know, juggling a whole store in my hands, right? So um, this prestigious company, you know, I knew that they could have taken me only so far, and the plans and the, and the vision that I had for myself and for my family was past what a job could offer. So, you know, I started looking into entrepreneurship, started searching for, for you know, something more, right? I'm um, looking at what my talents were. And um, unfortunately, I had ran out of time at that, at that place where I was at. Um, and, you know, I ended up leaving that company without a plan, right? Mm. So eight years, you know, it felt like, you know, if, if anybody else would have looked at it, it would have been like eight years down the drain, right? Um, you know, but... Really, when I was there, I was overworked, underpaid, um, you know, just living check by check. Honestly, I was getting paid on Friday and broke by Saturday morning. If you would have robbed me on a Saturday, you would have been practicing. That's how broke I was on Saturday. Whoosh. So, like, it was it was horrible. You know, I would still live paycheck to paycheck, no matter how much the, the check actually increased year by year um, with, you know, the 10%, you know, 10 cent raise, 50 cent raise. Um, I was just going into a different tax bracket was what was what I learned. And so, um, you know, looking at that, looking back at it, you know, I wasn't good with money. I wasn't managing money properly, like she said. I didn't believe in saving because I never knew why you would save. You know, I just thought that, you know, oh, if I just take my money and put it in this and, you know, buy this and then sell that and flip it, you know, I can make more money, which I did. I was flipping a lot of money. You, was, you definitely was flipping. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? I was flipping a lot of money. I was making money, and I was, but I was spending a lot of money, too. I didn't have a plan with that money that was made to reinvest it or to put it in something long-term. So, um, you know, my best bet was my 401k because I didn't get to see that. I didn't get to touch it. So that's what was um, growing for me. But as I, you know, went through that process, I learned so much ab about, you know, just the importance of saving. Um, and when I got to this 
industry, the finance industry, I learned a lot more about it opened up my eyes to, to what it is to be an entrepreneur. You know, not having that consistent check every week. I mean, sorry, every two weeks. Um, you know, going from the consistent check to inconsistency is, is that's a big jump, you know, and it's a big, uh, you know, leap of faith. Right. But um, within three months of starting this business, I was able to actually match my income of what I was making at LV. And then within six months, I nearly tripled it. So it was all worth it. Um, but it did take a lot of sacrifice. It took a lot of buckling down and just really being real disciplined and strict on myself mm. and just constant learning, constant, you know, studying to um, get to where I am today. So, um, you know, thankfully, I've had a great support system around me, great mentorship. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been a blessing, honestly, to, to go down this path with the support that I have um, because it could have been a lot worse. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. go through a lot to, to get to a position that I'm in right now. Um, and people have gone through it. And that's, I think, the biggest takeaway from this all is that there's always somebody who's already done it that you can learn from. Mm. You know, and so when you get around those people who've done and, and are where you want to be, mm -hmm. um, your journey there is going to be a lot less rocky, right? Not, not, not to say it's going to be easier or, or easy at all. It's just going to be more um, laid out for you, right? So, so that's how I got to where I am today. But yeah, I came from a retail background. Um, you know, just like anybody else, I was I felt like I was, you know, underappreciated. And mm. so, you know, I wanted to to definitely step out of that and and entrepreneurship is yeah, it has this light on it as if it's um, you know, the lifestyle of of being able to pick up and go when you want to. Mm -hmm. But it it comes with a lot of sacrifice too. You know, long hours, long nights, you know, sometimes feeling like you're just doing the same thing over and over again with no result. You know, and so talk about that. <laughs> and so I had I had to learn as I as I went through it. Um, but I knew that if I failed fast and just kept moving forward, you know, it's gonna I, I would come out on the end um, successful. So, you know, just definitely put my head down and just went to work. You know, I want to go back to something you said, okay? Because you said you was just you was spending money, right? Mm -hmm. So you wasn't saving, mm -hmm. and that you would get a check Friday, you would probably be broke. Right. By Saturday. Yeah. And then you said you had to get disciplined. I, one thing I've said and I've realized that I love <laughs> is is discipline. Not that I love it because it's easy. It's actually very hard right, <laughs> sometimes because right. sometimes you just want to go above and beyond and just spoil yourself or you don't feel like thinking that hard. How, how can you make that change when it comes to the discipline aspect or even the budget? Like what did that that look like for you when you had no choice? But to sit down and buckle down and say, okay, I no longer work here. I haven't been saving money. So you're starting all over. Right. Right. Ultimately, what does that look like setting that budget? Like how do, how do you mentally get yourself there? Right. You said it right there mentally. How do you mentally get yourself there? That's what you have to do is mentally get yourself there first. And um, then the habits start to, you know, mm. come into play. So I had to mentally tell myself, okay, and to, you know, money that, look, I appreciate money. I respect money, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, you know, not to put money on this high pedestal, but you got to appreciate money. You got to respect it. Um, and then it, it will come to you, you know, abundantly. So um, it's definitely a mindset. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that, okay, if I put money over here, then, or if I spend money on this, you know, what return is it giving me? Right? Mm. Is it temporary? Is it going to be long term? You know, is it something that I need right now? Sorry. And um, also, 
if not, then what can I spend this money on mm-hmm. or break it down where, you know, it's going to bring me a return. So a great book that I, that I read that, uh-huh. um, that actually taught me a lot more about finances Whoop. is, uh, the richest man in Babylon. Okay. So, yeah. It's a very popular book, um, from what I've heard. Uh, but richest man in Babylon is a short read. It's really interesting. And it, it taught me pretty much how to manage breaking down your finances mm-hmm. to where you have money saved, money invested, and you can still spend your money. Right. So like one big takeaway from that book was that, okay, out of a hundred percent, you know, you put 10%, uh, sorry, no, uh, 20% is what you pretty much live off of mm. and the rest you divvy it up into savings, charity or donation, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And, um, and, uh, you know, investments. So, you know, you don't want to save everything. And this, this is what really shifted my mindset. You don't want to save everything, which is what I thought is that you, you wanted to do is like, Oh, spend 20% and save all the rest. You don't want to do that because saving it is just going to be holding that same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to have inflation, money. you have all these different things mm-hmm. that's, that's making you lose value on your money that you're saving. So you want to save some just in case, of course, but you want to invest some too. Mm-hmm. And now that's the part where I was, where I was, um, I, I was doing that, but I wasn't watching the money. So like I would mm. just invest and like, you know, flip money. money. Yeah. But I wasn't tracking it. You know, I wasn't tracking it. And so, <laughs> I had to have made six um, six figures because I was spending six figures. So, you know, but it wasn't coming from my job. So where did the money come from? It was coming from all these different hustles I had, side mm-hmm. hustles I, I had um, that I wasn't even noticing how much money I was making from. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, you know, I, I definitely, if I would have went back and read that book before, you know, it, it would have changed a lot of the, the um, investment ideas that I did have back then. But, um, yeah, I mean, that book, Changed my whole mindset. Richest man in Babylon. But you know what? Something that you said. Trust Mm -hmm. me. I'm going (laughs) to say it one more time. The richest. Richest man in Babylon. The richest man in Babylon. That is the book that we are currently talking about. But you know, there's something important about what you said. You noted the fact that it was the lack of preparation. Right. 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 Um, And the lack of saving and the lack of all these things that you were doing the, the first time that taught you something. Right. And a lot of times I think that that's like the biggest part of the lesson is that you mess up. Right. Right. You you got to take that L. So you're looking at everything that's transpired. And thankfully, the L also happened at a pretty young age. You know, neither one of us have hit 30 yet um, and not hitting 30 yet and not be, and being in the positions that we are where we're learning from our mistakes to make better revenue. Even the fact that you said you, you know, doubled what you were making in three months. At your at your previous you know luxury job, and you know tripled it within six months. Now that's some um, you know that's that's some nice money coming yeah, in yeah, you yeah, know with definitely. a quick return, and that you had to put that ass to grass right, in right. order to be able to really you know do that. So that's something super important because you know one thing I've been realizing in this past week is that this is my season of preparation. Right. right. So like a lot of times we ask for things, we want things so bad, and I realized that had I had it. When I asked for it, I would have fumbled. 
Right. 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 A lot of things that I say I want and I need, and these are all things that I know are coming to me because you mentioned the fact that you have to normalize the fact in your life that money is not just a necessity, but it's okay to have money. Because sometimes you can feel guilty having money. You want to spend it quickly. It's okay to save money. It's okay to, to be wealthy. And normalizing these thoughts in yourself allows more abundance to come to you because if you're afraid Absolutely. of money, right, how can money come to you if you're afraid of it? <laughs> and that's the biggest thing. How can love, how can any of these things, uh-oh, Sorry. it's all right. Look, look. Silent. Thank you. <laughs> Goodness. No, but um, you have to be prepared, right, for the aspect of what's going to come to you. And a lot of times we don't spend enough time being happy and thankful for this season of preparation. Like this is still a very busy season in my life right now. Um, it's very stressful in a lot of different areas in my life from family to finance, to business, to home. And yet at the same time, I still know that I'm still preparing for that next level. Right. So it's making me see, okay, before I can go to that next level that I want to go to, it's certain things I need to get in place and have an order. Right. So certain things that you have to go through and even now in your career, current season, right? We still haven't reached the milestones we want to reach, but reading these books is super important because that's one of the ways you have to educate yourself because if you don't have no type of financial discernment, imagine if the money that you were making three months after losing your luxury job, right? Where you were still making pretty good money, but you were living check to check because you wasn't budgeting or saving or doing things properly. Imagine if you would have started getting that money then, right? You, you probably would have been butthurt to have you get what I'm saying to start to not be have mentally have that financial discernment and that type of education, you know, versus losing something, but then when you prepare for it, you gain even more, right? Absolutely. Right, and there's something to be said about that. There never is a true loss, no, right? You learn something from that so that you can shift, right, your mindset, and you are able to actually prepare through reading and prepare through the network that you start to get. And because you were diligent in that, you were allowed to start the process of leveling up. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, yeah. and that's super important. That's a super big lesson because sometimes we don't acknowledge the season of preparation enough. We want to quickly transition mm-hmm. to that next level. And if you have not prepared for it, you're going to fumble and you're not going to be, you know, then on top of that, you are going to, in essence, take yourself backwards anyway. Because you didn't prepare. You didn't read the book. You didn't go out and network. You didn't meet the mentor and actually be diligent about having those meetings. You didn't do anything that was necessary for you to properly level up. Right, exactly. And uh, there's a saying in stocks, too, where um, you don't lose until you sell. Oh. Right? So you never lose in stocks until you actually sell. You don't make money until you sell, right? So... It's, it goes the same with entrepreneurship. I mean, you don't really lose unless you give up, right? Unless you pull out, you know? So, um, you know, like you said, it's a learning lesson. Like every, every you know, fumble that you make or any, you know, bad judgment call that you make, um, it's all a learning lesson for the next time, right? Because there's always going to be a next time as mm. long as you keep going, as long as you don't quit. And so... Um, you know, you'd be surprised, like, the things that can happen, especially as an entrepreneur. I mean, the thing is, our phones are always on, so we're always open for opportunity, right? Whereas, you know, at a 9 to 5, when I was working at the 9 to 5, you know, I wouldn't even look at something that like this, that what I'm a part of, because um, someone actually reached out to me, my friend, 
from high school actually reached out to me back when I was working first working at Louis, and um, he wasn't making money yet, you know, in his business, and he reached out to me to take a look, and I wasn't about it. I was just like, nah, you know, I'm busy, got a job, mm-hmm. this and that. I'm already making money, and I don't really see him doing anything. Five years later, right? I'm at Louis, and uh, sorry, I, I wasn't even gonna say it, but you know, I'm at this store, right? <laughs> um, five years later, I'm at the store, and um, you know, he's in a penthouse and Brickle, new car. What's his number? You know, new girl. So oh, I'm like, where all this new stuff coming from, right? You know, I'm like, he got new everything. So, you know, I had to take a look, and once I did, I was just like, man, I've been mm-hmm. missing out. But it's just the the matter of fact that you know, a lot of us are so wrapped up into our jobs that we don't think to even work on ourselves outside Mm. of it and so you know a lot of times we're wondering like man why can't i get this promotion why you know why am i having so much trouble everywhere i go with the staff you know or with managers with leadership you know what like what's going on why am i a manager and like the people aren't just following me like some people think that when they get to a position that things are just going to fall in place you know you work so hard to become a manager and then as a manager nobody respects you right and so you, you, you're trying to figure out what you're doing wrong, but you're trying to only figure that out while you're at the job, while you're mm. on the clock. You know, you're not thinking about it when you get off the clock. You yep. want to go watch Netflix. You want to go enjoy time. You want to take your mind off of it. But that's not how it works. I mean, there's no such thing as work-life balance. I don't know, cousin. You don't think there's no such thing as work-life balance? There's no work-life balance. Man. No work-life balance. So your work-life balance, it depends on what you do, right? So as an entrepreneur, you can't really think about it like work-life balance because if I go to vacation mm-hmm. in Cancun, which I am this year, we're going to do six days in Cancun. With Are the team. you? Yeah, with the team. So, um, well, let me tell the team to call me because I'm trying to go to Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're doing six days in Cancun later on this year, and um, you know while I'm there, I'm I'm planning on still working. Like I'm still going to be working. I'm still even talking to my team, you know. But just being there with other leaders from the business mm-hmm. that I'm in. You know, it's it's gonna be a, a, a definitely a moment to network and you know um, build those relationships mm-hmm. with those people because they're already like I said they're in spots where I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll be networking, I'll be you know still working, I'll have my computer with me. You know, I'll enjoy myself, but at the same time, if I got to take a call, I'll take a call. And then once I'm done with that, you know, because at the end of the day, the repetition makes it easier over time. Um, so it doesn't really feel like work, you know, um, when you're doing it. So. I feel like work-life balance, if, if you're thinking about it like, okay, when I'm on vacation, I want to share everything off and, you know, do that, but you're only doing it twice a year, you know what I mean? Like, is that really a vacation or are you just like, like well, what am I vacating from as an entrepreneur? You know what I mean? Here's, I think work-life balance for me and my definition is going to be routines, right? So... For instance, and I'm normalizing not feeling guilty for taking care of myself in a lot of different aspects and yeah. areas. Yeah. So, for instance, I work out. And I work out probably out of seven days a week, at least four to five of yeah. those days. Um, I really, really, I'll say at least five to six, right? So I work three days with a with trainer, and then I have at least two days that I play tennis and do cardio and do ab work by myself. Because I got goals. I'm having this V-cut by my birthday, April 23rd. <laughs> but that's work. Right? But it's work, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a balance for me because it's a ment- it's not work in the sense of no, my, yeah. my, you know, my pitch it business where, you know, I teach public speaking. Hello. 
Hello. Right. How you guys Hello. doing? Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, shameless plug. And it's not work in the sense of me teaching or anything of that nature. It's work in the sense of a personal goal for my mental and my physical. Right. Because right. for me, I feel better mentally when I know I look good. You okay. feel me? Right. Yeah. So for me, that's work-life balance. Or I invested in a spiritual advisor. And that's when we start talking. Like, my spiritual advisor is not insurance-based either. So normalizing me spending that type of money that I'm spending to talk talk to her uh, on a at least twice a month basis where we're hitting different things uh, from my spiritual, sexual, financial, and mental health aspect right. is also part of that work-life balance. Like me making the time to, okay, I'm going to stop, pause. Even like it's certain times of the day where I'm just like, okay, it is nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. And I've literally been sitting in front of this computer for the past six, seven, eight hours. My work-life balance is is eight o'clock. I need to stop and I will force myself to stop unless it's a a crazy deadline, right? Work-life balance is how I also plan things out. So procrastination for me does not work. I can work under pressure, but I prefer not to. Like, I don't understand the the idea of just working under pressure all the time. I think that's unnecessary stress. So I will literally say, okay, I need to have X, Y, and Z done by this date. I'm going to start it this day. That that to me is also work-life balance because it allows me to pace myself so that I'm able to enjoy, you know, right. other moments. Even if those other moments are just for 30 minutes or an hour or telling myself I, okay, it's okay for me to take a 30-minute nap because I've been up since 4 a.m. Right. Or my morning routine of getting up, meditating, stretching, uh, uh, blessing myself, praying over myself and others. Like that to me, I guess, is more work-life balance related than it than just like partying every weekend i don't really care to be in a lot right. of social so situations anyway but ex- yeah exactly so for you your work-life balance is is not work-life balance to somebody else right okay. to most people so your work-life balance um what, what you're talking about is your routine which you have a very high performance routine mm-hmm. right because when you work out you work out for that time and then you're done and then you go do what you ne- got to do next. Mm-hmm. You follow your your schedule to the T. You have I'm your schedule plan to the T. You know, I'm talking about the work life balance people that are talking about, oh, you know, I should be able to still go party every weekend, and you know, um, you know, if, if if a friend calls me, I should be able to stop what I'm doing and just go hang out. You know what I mean? Like, Not that, if you ain't got your work done. Exactly, exactly. See, you only you only um, take those opportunities when you know you actually. First of all, you only go out when it's planned like three months ahead of time. Don't do me. So, Don't do you know, me, cousin. Yeah, you, you do it when it's like three months, five months ahead of time, planned out, you know, everything to the T. Um, so you're not normal for like most of the <laughs> most of the people I'm, I'm talking planner. about. As far as like it's so bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's so good. good. It's so good, it's but good. it's so bad. It's I'm a planner. <laughs> <laughs> you plan it to the T. Um, but there's people out there who, who believe like, oh, you know, who are like preaching, like, oh, work-life balance, meaning like, you know, if you feel like you worked hard enough today, then you then you should be able to like enjoy yourself, go drink and do whatever you want to do. Whereas we're like more task oriented. Like if we got our tasks done, yeah, you know what I mean. If we mm-hmm. got our tasks done, especially the money making activities, then reward yourself. Right, right. You want to re- you definitely want to have a reward system, um, because like you said, you don't want to feel stressed. Stressful. You know all the all the time. So I always tell my people, my team, um, that you want to reward yourself for the task, not the result. Right, mm. because if you reward yourself for the result only, that's um, stress. Then you'll be stressed out because that's if you stress. don't hit that result, if you don't get that result, then you know you're gonna feel like you failed, right? Mm-hmm. And you know now you gotta wait until you know next week to to you know get it all done again. Mm-hmm. Whereas the task, if you focus on the task, like for example, 
if your goal is to do five podcasts a month, right? Yeah. And you just focus on the five podcasts a month and the schedule gets hectic, things happen, somebody falls off and it doesn't happen, then, you know, you're going to feel like, okay, I felt, you know, I can't reward myself at the end mm-hmm. of this month. Whereas if you just focus on a task of, okay, I'm going to invite X amount of people this week um, because I know that, that, you know, I can get at least, you know, three in this week and then, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. So you can task yourself to where it's like, okay, I did all the outreaches that I could. Now you actually did everything you could based on what you had planned out. Um, and you might be able to even do more. You can actually surpass that goal if you just focus on the task. And my, and my business is making calls, right? Yeah. Or, or outreaches to, to people, you know. Um, if I say I want to enroll, you know, um, you know, let's just say one person a day into, you know, the services, mm-hmm. into getting their credit fixed, things like that, I got to make sure I do the task of, you know, making a post and um, actually, you know, talking to X amount of people, which I would say, like, let's just say 13 people I have to talk to to get one person yeah. to get enrolled, yeah. right? Because it's a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game. It so is. So if I have to talk to 13 people to get, you know, let's just do an easier number, right? Because I don't want people to get confused in the math, right? So let's just say I got to talk to 10 people to get one person, right? If I want five people by the end of the week, I got to make sure I talk to 50 people. Yeah. Right? In total, yeah. Minimum. Minimum 50 people, right? So if I task myself, okay, five days out the week, I'm going to talk to 10 people a day, right? Now, and if I miss a day or, or if I miss an amount of people or whatever, and it just stacks up the next day, that's fine. Um, but at the end of the week, I can say, okay, I talked to the 50 people, even if I didn't get five people, which results are always going to gonna show if you do the right task, right? Um, that's how you can tell if people are doing the work because the results show, right? So if I talk to 50 people and let's just say I only, you know, enrolled four, right? Mm-hmm. I know that it's still going to come back to me because I did the task. Okay. I went through the numbers. So, you know, you want to definitely reward yourself for doing the task um, as well. And then, of course, the big reward is for the result, you know, when you get that result. When you get that result. So yeah. switching it up just a little bit, because we are talking about work-life balance. I told you I want to get in my cousin business. <laughs> so I want to get in my cousin's business. Okay, so this is like my brother. All right. Now, people want to know, cousin, are you single? What is your work-life balance when it comes to you dating? Like, what, what, what's going on with the dating world? Are you just not dating right now? I'm going to just jump straight to it. Are you not dating? Are you dating, but it's just casual? Like, what's going on? Are you just like, I'm focused on this money. That's all I'm dating. And when people say that, I feel like they be lying. But what are you, what are you doing, cousin? I mean, you know, you got to have some type of reward, right? So (laughs) I do date, but I'm very upfront about the fact that I'm, still working on myself i'm still working on my business and growing um and so with that i have a lot of i have to spend a lot of time with myself and a lot mm-hmm. of time with my business and my team and so you know i may not be able to you know give as much time and effort to a relationship as i would want to mm-hmm. or as i have in the past and um you know so if i if i feel like i can't be 120 percent in a the relationship then you know i'm not even gonna Put it on you. I'm not. I'm not even gonna front and say like, oh, you know, like I'm gonna give you the world and everything like that. And then you know, the next day I don't. You don't hear from me the next three days because I'm just I'm grinding, you know, because uh, it gets like that, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I go on dates and this and that here and there. But everybody who I do 
go on dates with, they understand from the beginning that, you know, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now. But, you know, they try. <laughs> not they try. They try. They yeah, they ahead trying to get your cousin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they try, you know. Listen, listen, my cousin said he's busy trying to get to this money lady, so if you're trying to be taken serious just I would I would just fade to I don't I'll take know. it serious. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it as a joke or nothing like that. It's just, you know it's gonna take some convincing to See, uh-uh. No, cousin. See, here's my philosophy, okay? This is what... I'm not trying to convince anybody. Do you not see all this worth just right. sitting here, all this value? Right. And I, I do feel like, one, it's important to know yourself, so I, I agree with the fact that you're building your empire right now. You're getting your money together. So focusing on the money is... It, I mean, focus on the money is, is a, a... I won't say the money in itself is a priority, but the results of building the life that you want in this life of abundance is going to be necessary. And that is going to take time. Right. However, I also feel like, you know, if a right person comes along and she focuses on her hustle uh, too, absolutely. there's no reason why y'all can't build together, but only if you feel like you are healthy right. enough to, yeah. to, to be able to talk to her. We ain't trying to uh, be out here being toxic, nah, you know, yeah. uh, and that includes myself. I ain't trying to be toxic in nobody <laughs> life either. Okay. So five. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. And it's like, um, you know, if 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 their love language is affection and attention, you know, or, or time, for example, then, you know, I know I can't give that. But if their love language is just, you know, words of affirmation and, you know, gift giving, maybe, you know, we could work something out. But it depends. You yeah, know, I hate giving really gifts, depends. y'all. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> only, only one sounds right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just like it's, it's something that I haven't been focused on. Lately. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I'm not saying that you know you got to convince me to you know want to be with you or anything like that. It's just um that like I just have so many things going on that I don't really think about you know picking up the phone and, and just checking in. You know, I'm not. That means you ain't met a girl that got your in. that that got your nose open enough. Probably, you ain't, probably. You, that's all that means. I'm sorry, okay. ladies. Look, I'm yeah. around a lot of strong women, y'all. So you know. Y'all got to blame it on, on them, honestly. The, fam the <laughs> women in our family, man. <laughs> the women in our family will eat you alive you. if you are not prepared. So, you. yeah, my, like, mm -mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope I ain't hurt nobody's feelings. I was watching this live that, that got hopes and dreams. But listen, like, it, it. We'll man. talk after the call. <laughs> okay. Just so, not we'll just see. DM me. I'm out here probably ruining, uh, probably <laughs> some ladies mad right now. Just like, I can't believe. Listen, I'm so sorry, sis. Um, okay, so you are dating. You're open to dating, but you're not, right. you know, fully focused on it right now. What? How would you let? Let's do a mental health check in too, because I feel like that's super important. Um, right. A lot of times, the entrepreneurship, there's so much focus on money and building your business that the one thing I feel like a lot of people in general neglect, but especially as an entrepreneur, you, we neglect our mental health aspect. Right. right. Um, and that's part, that's a huge part of what's going to keep you healthy and grounded and able to make the decisions that we have to make for our businesses and be able to, you know, make the impact that we want to make in this world. What would you say your mental health is like? Do you, are you taking care of your mental health or what tips do you have for taking care of your mental health? What, what do you have going on? Right. And I'm going to get mean, some more champagne while you talk because <laughs> it is wrapping mimosas. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to mental health, I, I'm, I'm real big on, you know, taking care of yourself, self-care, um, you know, making sure you, you know, reading has always helped me as far as, well, within the past, you know, two years, 
when I actually started reading books, um, the full length of them. But um, for me personally, my whole thing has always been my, you know, attention, just like, you know, losing, losing interest real fast and things like that. So, like, mine is just more of building habits that, you know, allow me to, to stay focused, right? I know a lot of people, you know, outside of this, um, they have, especially with COVID and everything that happened last year mm, and, mm. and the whole isolation and stuff like that, they have other things going on in their head. And, you know, I feel like for, for those people who are maybe down on themselves or feel like, you know, the world's coming down on them and they feel that weight on their, on their shoulders, um, it's just important to really, um, you know, get around people who are positive, get around, you know, like surround yourself with just positivity, you know, not toxic positivity, not just like, oh, you know, forget what's going on in the world, like, you know, but just looking at the cup, you know, people who look at the cup half um, full, not half empty, right? So you got to get around, you know, opposites attract for a reason, mm -hmm. you know, you got you to get around people who are, who are, um, who have what you want to have, right? If, if they just seem happy all the time, it's not necessarily always true, um, behind closed doors, but they're just better at, at you know, masking that emotion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, another book that I've been reading that I haven't gotten fully through yet, so I wasn't really going to mention it, but, um, you know, it's Master Your Emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So emotional intelligence is important. I mean, Oh, my gosh. So yeah, so yeah, important. Really important, you know, and, and there's things that in that book that I read so far that I wish I would have known, you know, two, three years ago, even a year ago. You know, just how to deal with other people with those with those, um, you know, uh, people that that have these outbursts and things like that that just can't control their emotions. Like, how do you deal with those type of people? For me, it was always to just shut down. Like me, I'm I'm very low, you know, very chill, very laid back. Mm -hmm. And so, if somebody came at me like really like you know agitated, aggravated, like in a relationship, for example, then I would just kind of be like, all right, you need to cool off. And I was just like. Wait until it's like over with, you know, not really have that communication where, you know, I'm, I'm helping the situation. So, mm -hmm. you know, in relationships is important, but also in business is the same thing because business is just conversation. You're not in conversation, not in business. So, you know, you got to definitely um, learn how to, you know, control your emotions. Um, I think that that's really one of the, the key triggers to, you know, you feeling like, OK, I, I got these things going on in my head, like, you know, like when people say I can't help it, like I can't help but to react this way, it's because you haven't really sat down and like discovered why you're reacting that way mm -hmm. and, and really dug deep into that. So therapy is important, you know. Um, I'm an advocate for therapy now. No, definitely. Therapy is important, you know, talking about it. Um, me personally, I've always been a type where like I, I can just, you know, I, I've been meditating since I was really young. My dad got me into meditating really, really young. And so when you meditate, you just kind of, you um, recognize those emotions, you recognize those thoughts, and it may be negative thoughts because our mind is, tends to, you know, pull up those negative thoughts, yep. primitive instinct, and you just let them pass. Like, you just let them pass, and you just realize that, you know, this too shall pass. So, like, there was an actor who it was at an actor's round, ta round table, yeah, on YouTube that I was watching, and, um, you know, they were asking the older actors like Robert De Niro and the other guy, I forget his name, but they asked him, they were like, what's one thing you would tell your younger self? And he was like, that this too shall pass. Mm. And they were like, okay, yeah, you know, we've heard that before. Um, but then he went in more in depth. He was just like, you know, I would tell myself 
when things are, are, are bad and you just feel like, you know, your back's against the wall and, you know, like you're down and out, like it's, it's, it can't get better, like, you know, you're just done, mm. you know, you got to taste this too shall pass. But then also when things are great, when everybody loves you, when you're on top of the world, mm. you're making all the money, you get everything that you want in life, this too shall pass, right? So that was like deep for me because it, it, it just, it's true, you know, what goes up must come down. But, you know, if we focus on that, then, you know, um, we'll, you know you, you'll be always scared of like falling off. It's not for that. It's just to remind you that always be trying to grow, always be trying to get better. Because when you're on top, there's somebody who's looking at you that's, that wants to get your spot, mm-hmm. right? And it may not, you know, be somebody who's trying to, like, take you down viciously. Yeah. Sometimes it is. But, you know, it could be just somebody who's just trying to work harder than you to get that spot, right? So you got to understand that, you know, if you're working until 2 a.m., there's somebody who's going to be up at 3 a.m. working a little bit harder. So, you know, that's what I say. You know, it's no time for sleep. But. Get your sleep. Don't you know? I get, get your sleep. Listen, yeah, I'm asleep now. One thing about it, two things for sure. Lashandra Johnson, right? <laughs> she gonna get her sleep. Just don't sleep too much. That's that's all. You know. Okay, so for me myself, when it comes to what I like to do when it comes to my mental health, one I already mentioned, I have a spiritual advisor. I'm very open about the fact that I seek counseling. I've been seeking counseling for a while, actually, since I graduated college. When I first left college, I was very, very much so like in a, it's something about that transition from college life where I was away for school and I was in my sorority and doing all these different things. And then coming back to Miami and transitioning from a college life to a fully working life. And on top of that, moving from living by myself to now living with family, right? Because Miami is expensive. And living with my grandmother and my grandfather, it was just like a major... My mental health was trash. It took me, I want to say, one, two, three therapists before I got to my spiritual advisor. Like, and that's something I always want to note to people that you don't always find the perfect fit the first time or the second time. The third time, um, she was good, but I feel like I outgrew her, um, mentally and spiritually and that I was going into a direction where I needed something different. And my spiritual advisor, because of the spiritual practices that I was developing and how deep I felt I was getting into my spirituality, I needed someone who was more in that realm to round things out because I actually right. took me four therapists because the fourth therapist, I would mention certain things to her and she'd be like, Oh, what's that? So it kind of felt like I had to educate her on some of the things right. that I was dreaming about or, you know, feeling. And I'm just like, I don't couldn't relate. Yeah, she couldn't relate. And there's right. nothing wrong with that because there's somebody for everybody. She just was not a full-time person for me. Every person served me for the small time frame that I was with them or for the long time frame I was with them. The other right. thing I like to do is whenever I'm having super negative thoughts within my own head, I say you have to speak to the mountain out loud, right? So if inside of my head, let's say I'm not feeling cute that day, if on the inside I may see myself in a mirror and I maybe I feel bloated and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel so fat. On the outside, I'd be like, oh, my body look good, right? So I have to verbally speak out loud the positive thoughts because right. our brains are conditioned. So you have to recondition, literally recondition your brain in order to have the positive thoughts. Um, and how you feel about yourself does affect your business. How you see yeah. yourself does affect your business because it affects your confidence level. And 
when you lack confidence and when you lack, you know, that, that mental health foundation, how can you properly, you know, operate in your business? Cause the one thing I've learned is that the better I'm operating in my mental, my spiritual, my physical, the better I'm able to think and process and manage and properly prepare for that next level. So that when I get there and now I have new contracts and new prospects and an even bigger table with even more money on the table, I'm more prepared to do so when I take care of myself, the lack of taking care of yourself, which is why I don't support the narrative that you just have to quit everything, sleep in your car. And this is, that is a stressful life to live. And that can work for some people. I'm not saying it doesn't work. However, know thyself when I'm financially super stressed, there's no creativity in me. You get this much creativity from me, okay? Right. My like, I right. it does not work for some people. The more pressure that's on them, right? You get even more. No, 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 no. I need to be in a certain level of comfort, and I've you know done certain dues. I've slept on the air mattress and given away a lot of things to now you know having a place where I live by myself and becoming a homeowner and all these different things. Those are like, but I had to go through stuff to get there. But my mental health was still something I had to take care of at each level. Even now, right. you would think, oh, she, you know, she has these new blessings. It's stress that come with that. It's the home ownership is, can be stressful. Being a caregiver is definitely stressful. Business ownership is stressful. And then right. feeling like, okay, I'm an adult adult now. So it's me that has to take care of all of this stuff. I can call people, ask for advice, but it's LaShondra against the world sometimes, you know? Right. And when it's you against the world, you really have to like legitimately take care of yourself so you can trust yourself. When you don't take care of yourself, it's almost like how can people trust you to take care of a, your business you don't even take care of yourself you are more important than anything else yeah. and if you don't take a moment to breathe meditate therapy work out whatever it is and you just let yourself kind of go to the wayside your business a lot of times can become very very stagnant right as right. the main operator even if that means paying for help Okay, now one thing I do want to transition into, okay, I told everybody that this is my cousin, all right, we are going to play a game. Uh, uh, uh. Now don't forget, for those who don't know, I know my cousin is going live right now as well, okay, Uh, this is wrapping mimosas, so we're sipping mimosas right now because I believe in normalizing luxury in all things that I do, okay, it's Monday, and you know, Monday sometimes can be hard, right, Right. that's one, two, we are going to be wrapping, that means Zarian is going to be spitting (laughs) bars, okay, in less than 30 minutes, I want to make that very clear, we are going to be wrapping, we are not paid rappers, okay, not at all. I listen to music, but I like to have fun and I feel like it's a great mental exercise as someone who teaches public speaking and pitching. This is one of the mental exercises. I literally just did it with some clients earlier today where we actually sat there and we rapped on beat. Okay. Don't sit here and judge his skills, nor mine. I'm not sitting here saying I'm a professional or perfectionist. All right. But we're going to play a quick game. All right. We're going to play Never Have I Ever. With just five fingers, so you can put your five fingers up. For those who are watching, okay, you will see the five fingers. For those who are listening in after the fact, I will let you know when one of our fingers go down. Now, we can alternate, okay, so that means I'm going to ask a question. Zarian will then ask a question himself, okay, and we're going to see how this goes. All right, once again, we're going to play Never Have I Ever, okay? This is the PG-13 version, or P- PG-13. All right, don't, don't, don't sit here. <laughs> and start putting, um... 
questions in the chat. Yeah, if y'all got questions, y'all can throw them in the chat. Yeah, if y'all have never <laughs> have I ever questions for me and my cousin, please put them in the chat. All right, we're going to see what my cousin has been up to all these years because he's like my brother, so ain't no telling what he done had going on. All right? <laughs> all right. So I'll start off. Never have I ever snuck out of the house. Mm, you put that finger down, y'all. I'm about, I'm about to call auntie. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was slick, but that car was kind of loud, so I think they may have, they may have known. No. They ain't say nothing to you? No, never. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something about my mama, okay? <laughs> my mama would have followed me, found a way to follow me if I was sneaking out the house. Okay, your turn. Well, okay. Oh, man. Never have I ever... Never have I ever kicked a dog. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> really? I, I didn't kick hard. I just was like, move out of the way. I thought the dog was going to bite me. That's not... Oh, man, that's, that's horrible. I got bit by a dog. I didn't kick the dog either. Oh, listen, listen. Your dog looks like it's about to bite me. I'm going to kick it out of my way, okay? I'm protecting myself at all costs. I don't care how small that dog is. Do not act like you're going to bite me. That dog might get kicked. And I have rather long feet. So, because <laughs> we're tall on this side of the family. Oh, yeah. All right? We are, we are super tall on this side of the family. All right. Never have I ever skipped school. Mmm. Really? You never skip? I never skip school. I don't even I never even skipped class. I was such a good kid. Oh my god. I would just ask for permission. Like legit, I would just ask for permission. And most of the time my work was done and I had like an A or a B in the class. So they'd just be like I mean I did too, but I would still skip. Like I would get ahead of my assignment just so I could not come for the next two classes. My teachers would just let me go. They didn't well, Yeah. It's like, okay, Lashandra, you the can smarts go. Smarts run in the family, but you know. I guess. <laughs> I was not I was not scared. I was so scared. I was such a scary kid. That's I, what it was. Yes. Go ahead. Your turn. All right. Never have I ever yelled at my parents. Damn. <laughs> I listen. <There> you go. <laughs> listen, but my see we have to do an episode on parents on uh, here yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. my I got a special situation. I got some special <laughs> circumstances going on. I, I have definitely had some incidents. Um and we gotta talk about you know, trauma and parents and healing those relationships, okay? Because right, right, I'm very right. transparent. My relationship with my parents, um, mother and father is not perfect. Okay, but yes, I've definitely recently, you know, <laughs> Damn, cousin. Sheesh. Yep, yep. Okay, listen. Mm. If y'all if, if if anyone else feel me, don't leave me alone out there. If you're if you're watching live, go ahead and agree that if, you know you done had a moment. Auntie, hey, trust me, y'all y'all would understand this a bit better. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I knew to ask that question. It's a, it's been a little battlefield and you lived with me. That's how you know the yeah. See he cheating, y'all. <laughs> he is cheating. Okay, cuz he lived with me. That's okay. All right, big dog. All right. I got you. <laughs> huh. All right. Um, okay, since you want to go there, I got something for you. Never have I ever had someone of the opposite sex in the house that I left and didn't tell my roommate that they were going to be there. So, the, mm, yeah, put that finger down. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they were supposed to stay in the room. I mean, listen, I they made. I thought, I thought we were getting robbed. I ain't gonna tell a lie. Oh that girl's God. about to get stabbed. <laughs> I, I heard a noise. I, think I went to like the car or something, right? I don't know. Yeah, you was like in the car, or yeah. like you had went somewhere. I came in. I was I like, I didn't go out of town, guys. I just the girl. The, car real quick. the girl was in. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> The girl, who is in this house? Because I know my cousin's not in this house right now. I thought we were getting robbed. Then the girl had to learn to be scared of me. Because I was I, I, cause I was like, hello? Like, I got really aggressive, and I had, like, a knife or a bat. I had something in my hand. And she was just oh, like, she, she was like, hello? And I was just like, oh, it's a girl. Okay. I, I swear. I swear. Oh, my gosh. All right, your turn. I didn't know all that. All right. mm-hmm. Never have I ever... Broken up with somebody because they had kids. Nah. No? Okay. No, I didn't. Uh, I should have. Because he lied. That's why I asked. Because I, I, I heard he, stories where... He lied. He was lying about it. I found out Whole on Father's Day. House. It was random. I was like, oh. happy... I, did, I used to do a joke. I used to be like, happy Father's Day. He forgot he didn't tell you. And he was just like, thanks. I was like, thanks. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, thanks? Oh, what, is, what does that mean, thank you? Like, that, like you didn't think to tell me? He was like, oh, I thought, you know, so-and-so told you. That's not their kid. Why would they tell me? <laughs> He tried to bring it around 360. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> one more. Crazy. Is my turn? It's your turn. Oh, snap. I just asked that. Okay. All right, we're going to wrap up. Last question. Let's see. Right now, I'm winning, y'all, just so y'all know. I still have three fingers left. Okay, he has two fingers left. All right? Let me see. Let me see if I can get one more finger down. Um. Okay. Never... Never have I ever dated a girl. Huh? I never dated a girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's too easy, though. All right. I cheated. <laughs> you really cheated. I'm not even going to make it that simple. All right. Never have I ever... Uh, never have I ever fell in public, like, as far as, like, tripped and fell in public you know i'm clumsy i know you're clumsy that's ah man <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna do an easy one but it's kind of easy i, I knew <laughs> i fall all the time everywhere like literally all the time all the time i done fell down the bus in front of people i fall down the stairs i fell up the stairs i feel like i fell recently like in the last like week or two i fall all the without time. heels guys without, without heels. heels you don't have to have on heels to without fall. drinking Without heels, I will trip and I will fall. And I like I got a scratch on my knee just from falling like in the last two weeks. It's bad. It's bad how clumsy I am. All right, y'all. So, so we listen. We both on one finger. We I both think it's on a one tie, finger. Right? No, I have two fingers. No, because you just had to put one. Oh. I had, remember because I had one more than you. I had two. I won. Oh dang. Yeah, right. you lost. You lost, big dog. You need to ask better questions next time. Ooh. Don't come for me like that. <laughs> okay. Because the next thing I was going to say was never have I ever fixed somebody credit. Oh, that no. That would have been too easy. That would have been too easy. Okay. Never have I ever been in a profession that people considered scam. Why do, pe- why do people think y'all scammers? So, scam, right? The definition of scam is still confused about money. Right? Mm-hmm. When people say things are a scam, it's because they're still confused about money. I mean, a lot of times it's because they've been hurt before. They've been, you know, scammed before. I mean, I've been scammed. You know, it's, it's, it's something that's, you know, just common these days with 
the whole online movement. I mean, everything's online. All your information is online. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, people can get your information. And so that term just got kind of, you know, it just became common, right? For anything that's dealing with money outside of a nine to five, right? Mm. So, you know, I always say, you know, scam just means you're still confused about money, about how it works. You know, you got to spend some to, to make some. In entrepreneur, entrepreneur life, you will, you know, go into situations where you paid money and didn't get any value, you know, feel, you feel scammed, right? So a lot of times, you know, people have been burnt before and they just, they're just scared of have, letting it happen again. You know, it's, it's really, really natural. You know, you just have to make them feel comfortable. All, all that any business is, all any type of sales is, is just taking a person from uncertainty to certainty. Mm, very true. That's all That's it is. very true. That's all it is. All the no is, is I need more information. Mm, all the right? no is, is I need more information. That's it. That's it. Here's all the information you need. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. cousin. So, now, you ready to spit these bars, though? I think so. I think so. We might as well, you know, knock it out. Hey, y'all ready to see my cousin rap? We're going to freestyle it. We're going to wing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't prepare anything either. Right. All right. We're going to hype each other up. If y'all ready to see Zarian drop some bars, it is rapping mimosas. Okay. <laughs> I just, I finished my second mimosa. All right. So we are literally about to rap. We've been rapping about entrepreneurship and finance and financial literacy <laughs> this whole time. So the topic for the rap is going to be all about finance and financial literacy oh, and just getting to the money. Yeah, it's going to be all about getting to the Come on now. <laughs> we going to talk about getting. Now, right. if you want to throw some stuff in there, okay, that's absolutely fine. However, the main topic is going to be financial literacy and getting to the money. Yeah, that should have that should have been the beat that I chose. I don't know yeah, why you they couldn't chose that beat. Y'all, he was so upset because Man. the original beat that I chose was pretty boy swag. Right, and I Soldier Boy was Soldier Boy. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with Soldier Boy. Let's not act like we were not jamming to that song when it first came Corolla out. Was. That was that was y'all that was y'all class. That wasn't listen, our class. I don't think. Listen, <laughs> first of all, Corella's a class over me. But the thing about it is, I chose it because look at my cousin. Look how he dressed. Okay, it's very nice. It's very like pretty boy swaggish to me. So I was like, oh, I'm about to have my cousin on. He likes to dress real nice and real well and do his light skin poses. So I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and we are going to do pretty boy swag. But he came at me. He came at me. He was just like, I can't believe that you think that I'm about to rap to Pretty Boy Swag. So He's like, I it. thought that was an intro song. So I've chosen a new beat. <laughs> okay, I've chosen a new beat. We're going to rap to this beat, cousin. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. I feel like I was just on another planet. Planet, planet, planet. You want to go first? I'll let you go first. You okay. Warm it up. Oh, wow. I'm going to warm it up. Back at it. It's rapping mimosas, drinking mimosas, you know I keep it toaster, uh, I got the bars in the handle, uh, it's about to be another scandal, LaShondra, I keep it so cute, I keep it real moving, you know I am your boo, you want to claim me, but I say no, he like, oh no, I'm like, oh, so, uh, yeah, we get into the money, bag in the holster, that's all that I keep close to me. Keep it real warm, put it in the toaster, you know I keep it going. <laughs> you know we keep it going. Whoa. Yeah, we in the booth, then we know you keep it going. Uh, we in Miami, ain't snowing. Uh, we in Miami, but it's... Uh, I don't rap, I just 
get the money trap, uh, uh, trapping these bars, you know we got, shining on the bars, uh, <laughs> not too far, uh, you know we got the beat going, and you know it ain't snowing, uh, raining all this money, uh, uh, you know my cousin, honey. hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a family affair, we first cousins, and we here all year, uh, yeah, and we grew up together, getting the bag, and it's like, whatever, it's me and my cousin, against the world, he getting it good, he got all the girls, they gotta come see, me and the sisters, first, you know we don't play, strong woman in the family, say, hey, we protect our men, all day, hey, and we keeping it going, keeping it flowing, to shut us down <laughs> yeah instagram live is trying to shut us down it's all right though because those who are listening at this moment you know what time it is so i want to thank y'all for tuning in because it is rapping mimosa these bars in the holster pouring up a drink put my name on the poster women who can rap make you come a little closer step out the whip drop a tip to my chauffeur new guest on my list champagne's by my hips it's time to get lit y'all know what it is it's time to rap 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 and mimosas <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in cousin thank you for oh, showing love yeah i appreciate you follow me those who are listening and those who are on my cousin's instagram right now at the show underscore show that's t-h-e-l-a-s-h-o underscore s-h-o-w all post right this and i'm gonna tag her in it so you guys go follow her for sure gang gang <laughs> <laughs> all right we for out sure. all right